Welcome back to the Fueled and Well podcast. So obviously what I'm going to be talking about today isn't much of a surprise if you read the title, but I want to spend a little bit of time today telling you why I am so, so grateful for intuitive eating even five plus years into this journey and how I am still seeing it pay off during a really big life change. It's made me do a lot of reflecting and I'm really excited to share some of these insights with you. So maybe this was a surprise when you saw this week's episode drop, or maybe you've been following along on Instagram and already saw, but I am currently pregnant, which is really exciting and also a lot. (laughs) At the time of this recording going live, I'm about 18 weeks, so almost halfway, which is absolutely insane. But here's the thing. This has not been the easiest 18 weeks physically. And in reflecting on that, I've noticed how incredibly critical the work I've done with food and body image over the years has paid off in this new season. And I really wanted to share some of those insights with you because I think sometimes when we're initially making a change, when we are finally tackling that tough food and body stuff for the first time or, you know, really trying to double down, it can be tough to see the end game, especially if we're not making progress as quickly as we'd like. But I am here to tell you that more than five years into this journey for me now, I have never been more grateful for it than I am right now in like a season of big, big changes. So I wanted to just walk you through a couple different ways that I have noticed intuitive eating significantly paying off for me during my pregnancy journey. First things first, you've probably heard this from friends being pregnant or just from, you know, media general perception of pregnancy. But for me, the first trimester, the nausea and the sickness and the maybe food aversions or just nothing sounding good, all of that happened like textbook. It was rough and I could not eat like I was used to, like was kind of normal for me. And because I have gotten to a place where I truly believe not just, I'm not just going along with it or saying it, but I truly believe that our overall health is in the big trends, not the day-to-day minutia of Did I hit an exact amount of protein or did I get five servings of different vegetables or whatever I used to obsess about? I was able to breathe easier on the days where food was really random and not that intentional or maybe not that strategic in terms of maybe I didn't get my body everything it needed that day because I was way too nauseous or nothing sounded good. Everything made me feel sick. But I would still end that day knowing in the long run, my health is going to be just fine. And obviously, I have someone else's health to think about too, but I will get into that a little bit more as well. I would say if five, seven, whatever years ago, 
I remember when I would get sick and maybe that sickness would linger and it would affect my appetite or what foods sounded good or what foods I could stomach, I would get kind of angry. I would get frustrated with myself. I would try to force it anyway and usually ended up feeling worse. And it caused additional stress when I already had a ton going on, right? Like recovering from the flu or a couple years ago when I had COVID and my sense of taste was completely gone. I was really glad then that I wasn't as particular with food anymore because it just takes one less thing off your plate when you are already dealing with a stressful situation. So I've been really grateful in that sense. I've also noticed on the topic of not being able to eat like normal that I miss enjoying food and that satisfaction factor so, so much. Because even as I've gotten into my second trimester, a lot of things that I like still are just not really hitting. I'll eat them, but they just don't, it's just not the same. Whether it's giving me a little bit of nausea or heartburn, or it's just like my taste is a little different. My sense of smell is stronger, which makes food weird sometimes. Like I am not getting that same level of enjoyment, satisfaction out of eating, even if I'm eating the same stuff that I used to love. And I now, after having that happen for, you know, three or four months, I cannot believe that I deprived myself of enjoying food, building meals that were actually satisfying for like 10 plus years. I can't believe I did it for that long because I already feel like I'm going crazy, missing the true satisfaction of a meal really, really hitting. So yeah, I'm just shocked that I did that to myself for so long. And sometimes we don't realize what we are missing out on or the level of deprivation that we're experiencing until we have gotten some space from it and then we get a glimpse of it again. And I'm getting a glimpse of it and I'm pissed. <laughs> so all that to say, even though I have not been able to eat the way I normally do and the way that I like to eat and feel good eating, it has not derailed me other than maybe being a little bit frustrated that when I eat my favorite meal, it's not my favorite meal anymore. And that is not how I would have handled this five plus years ago. Another big, big area, this might be the biggest one, honestly, that I am shocked and grateful for is going through this season of body change. I have navigated body change since becoming an intuitive eater. And you um, probably heard a lot of talk around that in last week's episode about dealing with weight gain. I am not a stranger to my body changing. However, these body changes are different, right? They come with more physical discomforts, like some more pains. It's just a little bit different and it's not something I've dealt with in a bit, right? So I haven't had to exercise these skills in a little while. And what I've noticed is I have had more bad body image moments in the past few months than might be like my baseline than what I'm used to. But those moments have not derailed me. And me in my early 20s, those body image moments would have turned into hours, would have turned into days, and honestly probably would have made the whole experience of pregnancy super negative for me. Now, I'm not sharing that to say that 
if you have been pregnant before and have had significant body image struggles, that you should feel bad or shameful or that your experience couldn't be positive because of that. I'm just shocked that I noticed the change, have like a moment or two where the thoughts are kind of uncomfy, and then I keep moving. Like I'm just surprised by that, very pleasantly surprised. Something else about body that I've noticed is I have not felt the need to hide my changing body at all, even in the early stage of pregnancy where nobody knew, but I did look different already. Because if you don't know me in real life, I'm very, very short, (laughs) which means I'm more likely to show a bit earlier. So I was showing to an extent before I could tell everyone or before I felt comfortable telling everyone. You can tell whenever you want, right? And because one of my jobs is being a fitness instructor, I'm wearing clothes that typically like you can tell what my body looks like, right? There's not a lot of loose clothing when you're cycling that doesn't work for the exercise you're doing. You kind of need to wear the leggings or the bike shorts or whatever so that you are able to cycle properly. And even when I knew that I was looking different, but nobody knew about the pregnancy yet, I I just didn't care. Sometimes I would be like, oh, these leggings don't feel good today. But I did not care about the perception. I didn't feel like I should hide it or that it would make me feel better to hide it. I just put on my clothes. I ordered a size up in leggings. So I had some breathing room and I moved on, which honestly shocked me. I've probably said which shocked or surprised me like eight times now. So just hang with me because this whole experience has been (laughs) eye-opening. Okay. The next thing, which I think this is a really, really cool insight to share because when I was early on in my intuitive eating journey, I did not know how this was going to go and not this meaning being pregnant, but I have been able to be more strategic and targeted with some of my nutrition focus. So if you have maybe read the intuitive eating book or you're just familiar with all 10 principles, you know that the last principle is gentle nutrition, where we talk, how do you want to eat for health goals? How can we, you know, bring more balance, more variety, more maybe fiber, whatever it might be into your diet to support the way you want your body to feel, the way you want your health to be. But we don't incorporate that until you've gotten through the other principles because if you're still kind of hanging on to that diet mentality, then sometimes the strategic nutrition step, the gentle nutrition step, can be kind of skewed, right, by you still having like those dieting glasses on. And so when I was early in intuitive eating, I would find that if I did try to implement a specific nutrition target, I became obsessive with it really quick. Like I put that that diet hat back on really, really fast. And once I found out I was pregnant and realized, okay, that means one, my hydration needs are going to increase. That one doesn't tend to be as hard usually as food changes. But, you know, my hydration increases, certain micronutrients increase by the second trimester. My calorie needs will increase. I have noticed that I have been able to find easy, sustainable ways to adjust my diet to support those nutrition needs without them being the whole focus of my day or being upset if I don't hit them perfectly. 
I obviously am taking a prenatal supplement so that if there are days where I'm sick and I can't meet certain needs, it's not the end of the world because I have that extra support. But I've just noticed that even when I am thinking, okay, I need to make sure I'm hitting, you know, my folic acid targets or I need to be more mindful of my iron intake or whatever it is. It is a quick thought. I look in the pantry. Maybe if you aren't super familiar with nutrients, that would involve a quick Google so that you have an idea of what foods are going to help you get there. But it's been so simple. It's almost just like another what do I want to eat type of question that I tend to ask myself in general with intuitive eating. And even the suggested calorie increases for the second trimester, I was very curious to see, will I be able to listen to my hunger cues to make that happen? Or am I going to have to be more targeted? And unless it's a day where I feel sick, I've felt I am just naturally inclined to eat a little bit more and I don't have to think about it very hard. So all that to say, I have been really happy to see that adding in more strategic nutrition has not been a conduit essentially for me getting overly focused on nutrition, which we know can be a tendency if we have dieting or an eating disorder in our history. And I've actually been able to trust my body really well to help me navigate the increased calorie needs too. So it's been really nice and I guess encouraging and it's helped me to relax to notice like, oh, I can make this happen without much stress, without it becoming obsessive, without me wanting to log the food to make sure I'm getting the exact right amount of folic acid. I know how to ballpark this now. And it's just felt very, for lack of a more unique word, intuitive, which is really, really cool. Because a lot of times that gentle nutrition step is where we start to see our diet mindset kind of pop back up, our all or nothing mindset kind of pop back up if it is going to. So that's been really reassuring. Okay, last two topics. Exercise. I have noticed that I have had to modify certain things during exercise even kind of early on and I have felt zero guilt doing so. Like zero. There might be a day where I'm like, ah, damn, like I used to be able to do that and today I had to adjust it. But it does not hold any weight in terms of my mood or in terms of thoughts after that initial realization. And I would bet money that me in my early 20s would have lost her shit as those changes started to happen, maybe even more so than the food. And I'm not sure maybe you can identify with this. But for me, being the quote unquote fit one in, say, the friend group or in class or whatever, used to be a really critical part of my identity, which is not a good thing because you can lose that part of your identity and then that feels like a crisis, right? So realizing that if I had not dealt with that piece of my identity that wasn't serving me and recalibrated my relationship to exercise before all of this, that I would be having a really hard time with those modifications and fitness changes, that would have been hard. Maybe for me, even harder than the food. And I've really actually enjoyed taking some time to learn about what modifications are necessary, how I can still push my body, how I can still 
progress in certain ways with my fitness and my strength, but also not do anything that's going to be unsafe. Like it's it's been a fun new challenge. Again, kind of having to incorporate more strategic nutrition that I have found enjoyable and not stressful or a pathway for obsession, which has been really cool. And then lastly, and this one is probably the one emotionally that means the most to me, but we found out maybe about a month ago now or a little more that we are having a girl. And I instantly got really nervous. Like once once the news set in, right? For whatever reason, I don't know if it was because I was already nervous about this and hadn't dealt with it or just because of some of my symptoms, I kind of thought we were having a boy. Like if you asked me to guess, that was always my guess. But when we found out that we're having a girl, it was probably like a couple of days later, I would say, that I started reflecting back on all of my old food and body struggles. And I got kind of freaked out because that was hard, right? Like hard enough and impactful enough on me that this is now what I do for a living every day with other people because healing that was that integral to my quality of life and to my health. So of course, naturally, right, I'm thinking, what if she goes through that same thing? And I know that I won't be able to protect her from everything. But what I do know is that I am going to get to be a really positive, strong example in my daughter's life about food and body. I'm not going to be the perfect parent because that doesn't exist. But I know in that area of her health and relationship to herself and her self-worth and all of that, I know I've got her. And I can't protect her from what's going to happen outside of our home, but I know I can give her a really strong foundation by sharing compassionate, accurate, empowering information about food and body and health. And she's not going to hear any of the other bullshit from me, right? Which in and of itself, having a strong foundation in that stuff can help make us more resilient when we do get out into the world and experience those first mean or unjust comments about food and our weight and our looks and all of that stuff. So yeah, I think that realization has been really healing for me almost to to recognize I am going to help somebody from the start avoid the majority of those struggles I had. Again, it's not going to go perfectly. She's going to experience some of that stuff from the outside world, but I know that I am not going to exacerbate it and I'm going to give her tools from a really early age to be able to navigate that better than I ever was able to. So yeah, that's probably my personal favorite realization. But in terms of all the other ones I've walked through, I hope that what I've described helps you to see how intuitive eating and healing your relationship to your body to exercise, to your weight, how it continues to pay off even when you get used to it, even when it becomes your norm. Because if I was in a place like I was five, seven years ago, whatever, where I was controlling my food, I was tracking everything, I was 
somewhat happy with my body, but also terrified of anything changing. So I had this fearful relationship with my body, not a resilient one, right? If I was still in that place and I was experiencing the food aversions, the nausea, the inability to eat a lot of vegetables without getting sick, the need to modify workouts and watching my body change. If I had to do all of that all at once, (laughs) I don't know how this would be going right now. So yeah, I just, I hope that maybe this episode helps you, one, get to know me and what I'm going through a little bit better because I think hearing other people's stories is a really, really great way to bolster and better understand our own experiences with this stuff, but also to help you see that intuitive eating pays off for so much longer and will carry you through different life stages and changes so much better than dieting ever will. Because dieting is temporary. You're going to have to change that strategy a lot. When things change that you can't control, Dieting teaches us that that's our fault and we should be trying harder or doing something better. And honestly, I don't need any of that fucking noise. Ooh, you might not have expected an F-bomb today. Sorry. I, I don't need that, right? I don't need that right now. I got other things to think about. By being really in tune with my body and solid in my relationship with food, I have been able to be like, hey, I don't need to do more than I'm doing right now. What I'm doing is enough. It is adequate. It is appropriate. I can feel good about it and I can move on. And if I had not resolved all that stuff with food and body and I was still in that dieting mindset, I would probably be really stressed right now. And that just goes to show how that intuitive eating approach pays off even way past when you're first learning it and getting those initial wins. It is going to carry you through all of these different stages and life changes, and it will fit you in all of those stages, which is really, really cool. You're doing the work, the big work once, and then you're seeing dividends forever because it adapts to wherever you're at in life. I hope this still gave you some perspective. Maybe you still learned something that you can take away from it. If you have any questions, maybe you yourself are pregnant right now and you just need somebody to hear those struggles. I am not an expert in pregnancy nutrition, but I can empathize with what you might be going through. And I can always give you referrals to friends of mine who specialize in it if you need more of that nutrition support. So yeah, I will see y'all next week. I appreciate you letting me talk on something more personal. And if you liked this, let me know. We can we can do personal updates a little bit more often if they feel valuable to you. So thank you again for listening. We will be back to our regular episodes next week and I will see you then. <laughs>